from LPL Financial, welcome to Market Signals. I'm your host, Ryan Dietrich. The, the entrepreneurial nature of a lot of the folks here at the home office, that, that's exciting personally uh, to me. I think it, it should be exciting for advisors because, you know, people around here are always thinking about, you know, how to make the advisor's life better, how to help them run their, their investment side of the house better and the client service side of the house better. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the latest edition of the LPL Market Signals podcast. Ryan Dietrich here. And this week we have a special guest, Mark Zabicki. I'm going to say our new, I'm not even sure if you're new anymore, Mark, our new director of research. We just had some, some fun getting this together. Before I go to you, Mark, I'll start. So it's the front. We are recording this the Friday before July, the July 4th holiday. Most of you are going to listen to this probably by Tuesday or Wednesday. But, um, you know, I come in this morning. I'm home. I'm home. We're from home today. And my email didn't work. And I'm trying to get it to work. I'm typing in the password. Um, have to call technology. Long story short, somehow I got locked out. I have no idea why, but it was it was a fun morning. Mark, uh, tell me a little bit about the last 10 minutes of our life. How did it go setting this up for you? <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's a little bit of a circus, if you will. Uh, so, but, but we've, we'll get it figured out um, in both this morning and, and for future mornings. How's that? That's right. Yeah, it's, uh, I think everybody's ready for the holiday weekend after, after this. But we're, <laughs> we're going to have some fun today, guys. So honored you're here. So this one's going to be a little bit different. Again, we're recording a little bit early. You know, we've been talking markets a lot. Honestly, here's the, here's the quick answer. The jobs number just came in, a solid number on Friday. Um, you know, S&P's made, at least at the time, we're doing the six new highs in a row or six uh, daily gains in a row, new highs, NASDAQ new highs, the small caps are right about there. I mean, the stock market's strong. You've been listening to this for a while. You kind of know that. But today we're going to take a little bit different look at things. Um, you know, I wanted to bring Mark on. Mark's been in the industry for a while. I'll let him kind of give his bio here in just a second. Um, but I just want to pick his brain. You know, what has he learned? What, what are some things that work that don't work? I think this is going to be a, a fun discussion. So Mark, again, Let's just start high level, you know, maybe in like two or three minutes, the best you can <laughs> before how you got the LPL, but like kind of your career in general and kind of, you know, how you got to LPL, I guess we could say before LPL, what happened in two or three minutes, your life story. Sure, sure. Life story in two, three minutes. Uh, well, so I, I really started out in the fixed income arena. Um, you worked for the old Solomon brothers years and years ago. Um, enjoyed that immensely. Uh, moved into equity analysis, was a bottom-up industry analysis, uh, analyst in, in utilities and also wireless telecom equipment, then graduated into the market strategy role. I, I've been a market strategist asset allocator you know, since basically early 2000s. Um, and um, most recently, prior to arriving at LPL, uh, I was um, running my own outsourced chief investment officer firm dedicated to uh, helping um, advisors run the investment uh, side uh, of their practice. And then that was that was going very, very well. Um, and, you know, until Burt White, Burt White rang my phone um, and, you know, kind of we talked about the, being the, the director of research at, at LPL. Um, Burt White can be, um, he's a, he's a pretty good salesman. Um, I, I like what I, what I see at LPL research I have for years. Um, and it, it seems like a fun environment. So I'm more than happy to be here and, and try to bring the experience that I've got over the last several decades, you know, to bear, to, to help advisors again, run, run their investment side of their practice a little bit better. No, uh, absolutely. When did you start? I mean, six, seven months ago, what was it exactly? Uh, in November, November, November. 2020. 
All right, cool. Okay. Yeah. That, okay, good. So yeah, I mean, you know, we're, we're honored and delighted you're here. You know, so people who listen to this podcast, they might remember Bert. Bert was coming on um, our podcast about a year ago, you know, uh, in the midst of the financial crisis. I, I'll never forget it. Bert was on one day and he said, you know, I think we're at a bottom. And I kind of looked down like he was crazy, but we kept going. And and sure enough, that week was the low, right? I mean, you know, and it, it was um it was a lot of fun. So I'm thinking maybe I want to get Bert back on this podcast one of these times, do a follow-up to how he has his spider senses knew the low was in. But um pretty maybe he knew that was the last time he was gonna be on for a while and he just took off after a while, but it was a wonderful call. Um, so Mark, you know, let's, I've got some prepared questions for you here. Um, you know, so let's just kind of dive in. You kind of hinted at this, but let's go a little bit more into it. How do you help our more than 18,000 LPL advisors and the millions of clients that they service? Yeah, I, I think Ryan, it all comes down to really helping advisors, as I indicated, kind of run the investment side of of their practice. I mean, if you take it at a typical advisory practice and break it out into two pieces, you have the client service side, and then you have the in, the investment side. Um, both of them take a lot of work. Most advisors, in general terms probably focus a little bit more on the client service and, and relationship management aspect uh, of the practice. Um, and, you know, whether they outsource what they're doing from an investment perspective to LPL research or, or, or maybe they do it in, in house. Um, I think it's our job as a research department to, to think about, you know, helping advisors run the investment side of the, of the practice and be more of a business partner to, to advisors. So, you know, at, at LPL, we're dedicated to really helping advisors optimize their business and grow their business. And I think one of the ways to do that is to really focus as a research department uh, on helping run the investment side of the practice. So it allows advisor to save time. Uh, it, hopefully it allows the advisor to be a little bit uh, smarter about their investment decisions. Uh, and, and also it differentiates the advisor's practice in, in, in many ways. And I know Dan Arnold uses the word differentiate quite a, quite a lot. I use the word differentiate quite a bit as well, especially when I was an OCIO. Um, and, and that's what it's all about. So if we can help advisors save time, run the investment side of the house a little bit better and differentiate their practice, I think it's a win-win for all of us. Yeah, just so everybody listening knows, Bert White is our boss, Mark and my boss, and Dan Arnold is everybody's boss. He's our uh, CEO. So, um, you know, like any hopefully good interview, I didn't give you all the questions I was going to ask you just to keep this honest. You know, and you, you knew a few of them. Uh, did you vote for Trump or Biden? I'm just kidding. We're not going to go there. Um, but you are. I'm just joking. So you did go to Florida State. Um, you know, let's get a little personal. Tell me a little bit about Florida State. And when's Florida State football going to turn it around? Uh, I, I think you'll see your signs of that. Boy, I'm, I really know the topic now. So I, I'll, 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 we got to keep it fun. Yeah, I will. Um, I think they'll start. Uh, turning it around uh, this year. I, I like what the coach is doing there. I think he's building uh, the, the foundation of the program back up, doing all the right things. Uh, you know, I don't know if they're going to set the world on fire this fall, but I think they will be um, much more representative of the old Florida state than they, than they have been over the last several years. And, and boy, we're looking forward to that. Oh, no, that'll be, 
that'll be nice. Obviously, um, as an Ohio State fan, I get sick of seeing Clemson win every time, and they deserve to. Clemson's great, but I'd like them to have a challenge in the ACC, not just cupcakes. Well, I like cupcakes, but um, that'd be <laughs> nice to see Florida State challenge them there. So, Mark, you mentioned the fall. So, falls when school starts and football starts, everybody gets back to college. Let's say someone was graduating, um, you know, college today, right now, right now. What's some advice you would give them, whether it be personal or career, just just anything that you kind of learned over you know your decades in this industry, what could you tell someone graduating college today? Sure, I, I think um, I think what no matter what your path is post college, I think you have to think about yourself, and you, and you may actually be doing this you know after college is, is whether you're running your own business or whether you're actually working for a corporation like LPL or another, another entity, you know, I I think you have to think about yourself as your own personal franchise. And so that's what I would tell folks who are graduating from college today is that, you know, approach your day-to-day activity, whether that's working for a corporation or actually running an own business, like you're growing your personal franchise. And I think if you get up every morning with that mindset and, and, and it absolutely is a mindset, um, then you're, then you're likely to do a little bit better as you move along in your career. At least, at, at least that's my view. Mm-hmm. That, that's the way I've tried to approach things is, is I've, I thought about building, whether it was commentary or analysis or uh, anything in, in, in that regard to help serve advisors better was, okay, am I you know, doing that? Am I growing my, my personal franchise uh, in, in helping advisors? Am I better off today than I was tomorrow? So I think that you have to approach it with a solid mindset like that. And, and, I, and I think that you'll be better off for it. Yeah. You know, let's go to part two of this. Let's say someone's in their current job and, you know, just you know, my career, I've been laid off. Company has been bought out, lost my job. I've been fired. I've had an interesting career um, getting to where I was. But Mark, in your situation, how do you know if you're in a job? Let's I'm just throwing out numbers here. Let's say for five years and you're just kind of stuck and you just want to take a make a change and go a different direction. You know, in your career, I'm assuming you've maybe reached that path once or twice you know, over your career. You just need a change. You, know, you just came to the LPL, you made a change. How do you know? Like what, what signs told you it was time to do that and take that leap of faith, I guess you say? Well, I, I mean, I've, I've actually done that twice now. Um, you know, I took a leap of faith when I left Ameriprise and formed my own OCIO firm. I took a leap of faith when I, I, I left the OCIO firm and, um, and joined here at, at, at LPL. I, I think you have to associate yourself with, with people that have similar interests as you. Um, you know, similar drive, perhaps. I mean, you know, what I like about LPL, frankly, is, you know, folks around here are very entrepreneurial. So I, I get to kind of carry that entrepreneur, entrepreneurial nature from my OCIO, OCIO business right on through to LPL and LPL research. So that's very attractive to me. Um, I had a lot of stuff uh, to do at, at the OCIO firm. We've got a lot of stuff to do here, Ryan, in terms of, of, of LPL research, and we enjoy it all. Um, so, so it's 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 that it's that association. You want to associate yourself with good people, kind of entrepreneurial thinking people, um, people who basically have very similar focus as you. Um, and and I, I think it just makes for a, a, a better experience as you step through your career. 
No, absolutely. It's interesting because my next question was, why did you come to LPL? And I think you kind of just laid that out there. If there's anything else you want to build on kind of why you came to LPL, it sounds like you've kind of touched on it, but just, um, you know, go ahead or we can go to the next question. Sure. I mean, I'll, let me just say this. I mean, it, just in terms of kind of the transition of, of research to some degree and, you know, maybe 20, 25 years ago, we were, um, you, you know, we were all essentially stock jockeys, you know, as a research department, maybe at LPL, we were trying to think about, you know, what's the next best equity idea. Certainly at other research departments, that was a major focus of, of the output of many research departments 25 years ago. Now we've become kind of asset allocators with, you know, and, and advisors have become more financial planners. That's all a good thing. Um, I, I think the next evolution is kind of what I indicated is, you know, research departments, in my view, have to think about being more of a business partner um, with advisors thinking of, about helping them run the investment side of their business. I think that personally is the next evolution. So um, it, it's it's going to be a challenge for us to kind of pull that off with, with 18,000 advisors in some respect. I think we can meet that challenge. But, I, but what I was interested in, uh, the reason why I was interested in LPL was because, again, that entrepreneurial spirit, the fact that, you know, differentiation or the word differentiate is used a lot. And I think a, a research department can be a key differentiator for advisors. So, so with that backdrop and, and that canvas available here at LPL, it, it, it was just an exciting opportunity. And here, I thought the answer was you just wanted to work with me. <laughs> oh, well, well, that too. That too. Yeah, I'll chime in. I mean, this is, you know, this is your show more, but like, so I've been here five years. So like, why do I want to stay, right? I've been here five years. It's like, I could do something else if I really wanted to. It's because I believe in what we're doing. And what we do every day at LPL is so much fun, right? I mean, we hit a, as we talked to this podcast, we hit a trillion dollars of assets. We continue to 18,000 advisors. We just made the Fortune 500. Everything we do, there's a lot of ways you can help advisors, but it's all about helping our advisors help their clients. And there's just, you know, whether it be, a, I get a text from an advisor and ask me, hey, can you send me that study? And I get it back to them as fast as I can. Or we go out and present for them, or we manage money for them, or we create commentary for them, or try to help them manage their money, manage their their, their businesses, whatever it is. It's uh, I was always a research guy. I found it, it's, I've really enjoyed, I mean, honestly love the interaction and helping our advisors help their clients. And and when you see some of the milestones that LPL has been hitting it, it makes the hard, this week's been a rough week. A lot of guys on vacation, rightfully so, but it means a lot of us had to pick up some slack and it was a bit of busy week, but it's rewarding when you see those headlines. And that's, that's kind of my take on, you know, why I want to see, you're, you're new to LPL, why I want to stay to LPL and we can stay together for a long time and continue to build this place and help our advisors help their clients. So with that one, Mark, let's see here. Um, okay, this is an investment show a lot of times called Market Signals. Tell us a little bit about your investment philosophy. How do you see the world as it pertains to investing and any other way you want to go with that? Sure. Um, you know, I was I was born and raised probably like a, a, a lot of us um, as, as a fundamental analyst um, and, you know, came through the CFA you know, ranks and and learned about all the fundamental aspects of you know, value and businesses, et cetera. That's all very important. It still remains important. But what I've learned over my you know, kind of 25, 30 years is that you have to kind of build in the, the the technical aspect of markets. I mean, so, so much of the way the market moves today is explained by technicals. I mean, I know, you know, CNBC and other media outlets like to like to try to put a, uh, a you know, a, a fundamental rationale behind of it. But a lot of times it's just technical price action. 
And um, I think you have to understand both. I mean, if you're going to be a good asset allocator uh, in this market, I think you have to have a sound understanding of fundamentals, a sound understanding of technicals, apply them both. And, and I think um, that that is the optimal way, in my view, to to uh, be an asset allocator. So I, I, th I think um, maybe you know 20 years ago, 25 years ago, technical analysis you know, th there was less of an understanding. So it maybe it didn't carry that much of, of importance. I think it carries an extreme amount of importance now. And I think you have to use both to be successful. Uh, absolutely. And that's another reason, I guess, it worked with me to come to LPL because I was not really brought up um, with what I call the F word, fundamentals. <laughs> now, a fundamental guy would call the F word Fibonacci. So you can use that either way. We made that joke a week ago when Scott joined our head technician on our team and he helps us help our advisors a lot of different ways, Scott Brown. Um, so there's a lot of different ways we look at the world. And I always say there's no there's no wrong way to make money. <laughs> If you look at fundamentals, valuations, technicals, I mean, some people look at stars when well, I'm, I'm not quite going that crazy with it, but, you know, they look at the, whatever the pattern is. If you can find it out there, hey, uh, let's let's use it. So, Mark, you know, another question again that um, just kind of came to me as we were talking, you're talking about allocations, right? You did a really good piece this week talking about kind of fixed income and in a low world of yields uh, where you should go in your fixed income models. You did a video also, LPL Street View, which people can watch on our YouTube channel, LPL Research YouTube. Uh, channel. Uh, tell me a little bit about kind of what you talked about earlier this week. Maybe it was last week. Everything's a blur. But recently about in a low yield world, what you should do. Yeah. And, and, and that you know, fixed income may be the, one of the sources of, of the biggest mistakes, perhaps, that, that the typical investor uh, will make, at least in, in my view, is, is to not have a complete and utter understanding of where their fixed income exposure is. I mean, in, in this low interest rate environment, we're all kind of dipping our toe or dipping our foot or maybe our entire leg right into um, you know, non-core fixed income, you know, market segments. But at the end of the day, when, when, uh, you know, markets can move violently, correlations tend to really move toward one. Uh, and a lot of those non-core, uh, fixed income segments can act more like equity, especially during those times of market distress. So if you don't have that understanding and kind of manage, your non-core fixed income exposure tightly, your, 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 your portfolio is likely to be a little bit more volatile and have more downside risk than, than perhaps you realize. So the message that we delivered was basically know your fixed income allocation, you know, know how much core bond exposure you have, that is know how much kind of Barclays ag-like exposure you have, and then know how much non-core fixed income exposure you have and how much, how much exposure you have to perhaps, um, you know, more volatile action, you know, in the market. I think that's, that's, very important. That's what we try to get across. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, that was, and again, people can check out our YouTube video of Mark doing that in the recent LPL Street View, talking about those concepts. It kind of reminded me of the old joke about the um, technician and the economist are sitting at a bar and there's a knife on the table and the technician accidentally knocks the knife over and starts to fall directly at the foot of the economist. And fortunately, it misses the economist's foot by like half an inch, right? And, and the economist looks at the market technician and goes, why'd you not try to catch that he goes ah you know as technicians we never try to catch a falling knife <laughs> and he goes to the to the economist he goes why did you not move your foot and the economist goes well i didn't think it was going to fall that far <laughs> <laughs> that's the old that's the old joke about the economist and the technician all right uh, mark it is july 4th um you're gonna shoot off any fireworks what, what are you up to this weekend 
nothing. I'm actually going to take a little bit easier, probably a, a 10 to firework show uh, or two. So nothing grand planned uh, that I have for this weekend. I you know, thought I'd head down to Charleston next weekend. So yep, kind of yep. laying low for the next couple of days and, and planning a trip to Charleston uh, in about a week or so. That's uh, uh, anniversary, right? Isn't it, Charleston? Uh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Got to keep that. It was not a surprise if we're giving something away here. I, I don't happy know. Happy wife, happy, happy life is what they yeah, say. Yeah, Char Charleston's a blast. I absolutely love that city. We're three hours away from it. And sometimes we get the opportunity to do an event there for, for LPL and our advisors. And I never uh, pass up an opportunity to hang out in Charleston for a couple of days. I said New Orleans is always my favorite city. I just love the vibe and the food. But Charleston's probably number two because they've got some an amazing vibe and amazing, amazing food. You guys ever been there, by the way? You been to Charleston before? I have been uh, for a day trip, actually. Okay. Looking forward to spend a few days there. Uh, that'll be a blast. Have a have a great time there and eat, eat a lot of food. What's that? Oh, Hall's Chop House. It's like one of the top steakhouses in the whole United States. I've never been there, but I, I, look at me. I like steak. So anyway, I, one of these days, bucket list yeah. of Hall's, Hall's it's, Chop it's, House. Yeah. It's hard to get a reservation in Charleston, as I understand it. So we're going to do the best we can. Yeah, now the world's opening back up. Everybody wants to get to Charleston. I can't blame them. So anyway, uh, we can talk about food in Charleston all day. So let's move forward here. Um, let's see here. What's uh, the best investment advice you could give someone? You've done this for a long time. You kind of just talked about fixed income, but just big picture, broad picture. What's some advice, whether it be something that works or something that doesn't work, well, whatever, just advice you've learned over the years. Yep, yep. Uh, and, it's, and it's very simple. I mean, we just talked about know your fixed income. I, I think the best investment advice is, know your time horizon. Um, and, and I think that's why people can kind of get scared out of positions when the market gets a little bit tumultuous because they don't have a complete and utter understanding uh, of their time horizon when they make the investment. So typical investor, their time horizon is retirement. That may be 10, 20, 30 years, whatever the number is. Um, they make an investment and the market goes south in, in a couple of years and, and then they and they sell out that investment, you know, invariably at the bottom. If you if you have an utter understanding of what your your time horizon is uh, and you have that in your mind before you make the investment, I think you're less inclined to be scared out of a position due to due to some market volatility. So I say, you know, know your time horizon that can offset some of the psychological impact of a market downturn if you have that in your mind. Uh, great point. I mean, we've talked on this podcast all year. We like growth over value by a little bit for the year values. I'm sorry, we like value over growth. I'm sorry if I just mix it up. We like value over growth. Um, and obviously, the last couple of months, growth has come come back furiously. But again, it's all about your horizon. And we think, you know, over the next six to 12 months, value will still do a little bit better than growth. Although as uncomfortable as it's been lately, um, you know, we, we still think, you know, the, the, the big picture view is a good, great way to look, look at it, or you can get chopped around. Honestly, I traded options, as I said before, for, oh, I don't know, about 10 and a half years, I guess, before I kind of got on the money management strategist side of the world. And I, I can tell you all about, you know, you better have a time horizon when you're doing, um, you're doing more options and short-term trading, obviously, but it, it, you can get chopped chopped to death, I guess we'll say. So that's a real great, uh, great piece of advice there. Let's see, along those lines, what is something most investors do or believe, but it actually hurts them reaching their long-term gains? Uh, I think the answer to that, Ryan, is that most often, uh, and there are exceptions, most often, you know, investing is a marathon and, and not a sprint. So, I mean, you know, most people think of, you know, kind of get rich quick, you know, opportunities in the market. We've seen quite a bit of those bubble up over the last six months. 
um, that those the, there are stories out there where that actually has, has been successful for people and and more power to them. But for the for the lion's share of us, I think it's really about you know being consistent in in your approach, focusing on hitting some singles and doubles rather than trying to hit a home run, um, and know that it's a marathon and indeed not a not a sprint. So if you're successful in, in taking that uh, in, in, in mind and keeping it in mind, I should say, that, that I think you're going to be better off. Uh, absolutely. I uh, couldn't agree more on that one. That's that's true. And then, you know, you think about um, timeframes and things that Scott and I talked about last week, the Krispy Kreme IPO just came out. And the last time we saw a Krispy Kreme IPO was April of 2000. Um, you know, but again, as we laid out then, we do not think that this is um, – you know, another April of 2000 type of scenario, just interesting. And my boys, we uh, they had a buddy spend the night last night. So I am home. So I know Mark, you and I are going to wrap this up soon. I think we've got about an hour to our next meeting. And I promised them I'd get them some donuts. And I was on CNBC yesterday, which is Thursday morning. And they had the IPO for Krispy Kreme and their CEO was on. He was giving them all donuts. So I'm sitting there on TV watching them eat their donuts. I've been having a craving for some donuts. So I think you know, as soon as you and I wrap this up, I'm going to get some donuts. Scott and I talked about this last week. Are you a donuts or a cupcake? Cup, it's hard to say. I get so excited talking about it. Um, cupcake oh. guy or donut guy. What do you think? Oh, Krispy Kreme. I'm, I'm yep. a big fan. There's no, there's no question about that. Yeah. yeah. Again, this is not a recommendation of the stock, so we're not getting in <laughs> trouble, but we do like yeah, their, we do like yeah, the donut. The donut uh, let's be clear. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right. We, we, we've only got a couple more minutes to go here, Mark. Um, I guess awesome conversation. Hopefully everybody really enjoyed it. I want to take a moment to thank everyone who does continue to listen to this podcast. It means a lot to us. We're nearing our three-year anniversary this August. So we've been doing this podcast for almost three years. We were the first broker-dealer out of any of them to have a, a, to have a, a podcast. Everybody's got a podcast now, but I think it shows a little bit about what we talked about, why we came to LPL, why we want to stay with LPL, why we want to keep building this brand. Because, you know, I say it's like the Wayne Gretzky quote, don't skate to where the puck's going to be, skate to, skate to where the, I'm sorry, don't skate to where the puck is, skate to where the puck is going to be. And it's just one way of showing we were, again, the first broker-dealer to have a podcast. We're leveraging video. There's different ways we're trying to, create content and explain what's going on out there and it's just um you know it's just a, again a lot of fun really is, is the best way to put it um so to thank you to everyone who keeps listening to us you want to help us give us a like give us a follow give us a positive review it goes a really long way so thank you for everybody who keeps listening to us and again watch out for those fireworks don't um you know be careful you always hear the stories about people that get in a little trouble with fireworks uh mark let's see here i think it might be my last question actually uh, maybe we let me go a little more, but the last one I had was what does the future look like for LPL? And maybe I maybe let's say LPL and or LPL research, I guess. Sure. I mean, it's bright, uh, obviously. I think there's quite a bit of momentum around what LPL is doing uh, in, in terms of helping advisors grow their business. I mean, I, again, I'll point back to the, the entrepreneurial nature of a lot of the folks here at the home office. That That's exciting personally. Uh, to me, I think it, it should be exciting for advisors because, you know, people around here are always thinking about, you know, how to make the advisor's life better, how to help them run their, their investment side of the house better and the client service side of the house better. We're focused on the investment side, uh, of course, but um, that, that's what's exciting, uh, you know, about this. I mean, I, I think as we look at it forward as a research department and, and you know, talk about a path of how we could help uh, advisors run their business better. 
Um, I think that's exciting because there's a lot of things that could actually come with that. Um, so looking forward to kind of getting the next evolution started at, at LPL Research and, and um, actually looking forward to you know, running into a lot of LPL advisors. So I've been kind of cooped up here in the home office for the last you know, six, seven, eight months. Um, we'll get out and get in about perhaps uh, in, in the fall. So looking forward to that. So, so, so happy to uh, meet you as, as we go forward um, and um, looking forward to all the opportunities here at LPL and, and LPL research and, and what we can do on the behalf of advisors. Uh, amen. And, and well said, I said, that's one of the definite fun parts of this job is getting out there face to face. You go to a nice resort, eat some good food, hang out, talk markets, I mean, it's like, you're really going to pay me to do this. I mean, it's, uh, <laughs> I'll take the money, but it, it, I do this for free. It's, it's, a, it's a lot of fun to, to hang out with really smart people and just to try to help them build their businesses. It's a, it's a blast. So Mark, thank you so much for joining. I know you've got a meeting here in a couple minutes. So I think we did pretty good time-wise and I'll see you in an hour uh, at a, another meeting you and I have, and hopefully I'll be full of donuts by then. So everybody, thank you again for being here. Thanks, Mark, for sharing a lot of wisdom. Uh, let us know Thanks, if you like this idea of having, you know, someone come on and, and do more of an interview. I've got some other ideas maybe bring bird on and some other people to lpl just to mix up uh, mix up the podcast a little bit but it, it, i think this is a lot of fun so everybody again by the time you hear this july 4th will be over but we wish everyone a happy and safe july 4th holiday happy birthday to america and um, with all that we'll be back next week the next time the next podcast you hear after this one will be our mid-year outlook so Jeff and I will be on for that one. That'll be a lot of fun to talk about where, where we see things heading the second half of 2021. So everybody, thanks again for being here. Thanks to Neil, our producer, as always, for making sure we get this out in a timely, professional way. We need all the help we can get sometimes with that. And Neil does an awesome job. So everybody, thanks again. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. This material was provided by LPL Financial. It is for general information only and is not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. There is no assurance that the views or strategies discussed are suitable for all investors or will yield positive outcomes. Investing involves risks, including possible loss of principal. Any economic forecasts set forth in the podcast may not develop as predicted and are subject to change. References to markets, asset classes, and sectors are generally regarding the corresponding market index. All are unmanaged and cannot be invested into directly. Index performance is not indicative of the performance of any investment. All performance reference is historical and it's no guarantee of future results. All information referenced in the podcast is believed to be from reliable sources. However, we make no representation as to its completeness or accuracy. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor and broker-dealer. Member FINRA and SIPC. Insurance products are offered through LPL or its licensed affiliate. To the extent you are receiving investment advice from a separately registered investment advisor that is not an LPL affiliate, please note LPL makes no representation with respect to such entity. If your financial professional is located at a bank or credit union, please note that the bank or credit union is not registered as a broker dealer or investment advisor. These products and services are being offered through LPL or its affiliates which are separate entities from and not affiliates of the bank or credit union. Securities and insurance offered through LPL or its affiliates are not insured by the FDIC or NCUA or any government agency. Not bank or credit union guaranteed, not bank or credit union deposits or obligations, and may lose value.